Hi, I'm Razel. I'm 14 and I'm a freshman in high school. Hi, my name is Rex and I am at the age 11 and in fifth grade. Hi, I'm Agnes and I am 9 and I am in fourth grade. Hi, I'm Oscar. I'm 11 and I'm in seventh grade. Hi, I'm Owen. I'm 12 and I'm in seventh grade also. Hi, I'm Sam and I'm 10 years old in fifth grade. Welcome to All Things Considered. So before this episode of the podcast starts, I'd like to lay down a bit of background information on the movie we're going to be reviewing, which is Now You See Me. So basically the plot of this movie is that there are four magicians and they are given these blueprints for a series of shows for them to perform to get into a secret organization of magicians. So basically they have to pull off all these performances, basically the FBI starts to track them down because they end up, through their performances, robbing banks and um, stealing safes and stuff like that. So in the end, there's a little bit of a plot twist. So, um, yeah, there will be spoilers. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy. All right, so, Owen, what did you think of this movie? I'll just give one to ten. Well, I would give it a nine. I thought the acting was great, and the plot was great. I I really liked the movie. The only the, I'm not I don't think there was anything bad about it. It's just hard to give a movie like a ten out of ten. That means it would be perfect, and I liked it. It was the best movie I've ever seen. So yeah, a nine out of ten. Rex, uh, I really I think it's saying nine and a half because I as Owen just said I really liked the acting, but like it was. It was like the tricks were also really good, and yeah, I would I would give it a nine out of ten because, um, like Owen and Rex said, the acting is great, and I really like the personality of the characters kind of fit together, and they seem very human because there's kind of a lot of little sort of subplots going on that kind of just you know bring the characters out. And, yeah, so I give it a 9 out of 10 because All it's right. really dynamic. Now I will give it, like, an 8.5 because, like they all said, the acting was great, the plot was great, the magic tricks were great, like, the effects were good, they weren't cheesy. And there's, like, there's just this one part because there's this character who's part of the organization that they didn't really include that much. So I thought they should have, like, done that a bit more. So if they did that, I probably would have given a 9 or 9.5. So that's my rating. All right, so uh, what do you guys think about the characters? Let's start with mm-hmm. Atlas. I thought Atlas, he was super funny. Like I liked his personality since he was kind of a control freak, and he talked fast. Um, he reminded me kind of like of other kind of... He kind of reminded me of Sherlock from Sherlock on BBC. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah... And I really liked Atlas. He was one of my favorite characters. So I liked Atlas Atlas because he he was I he was like the leader. He like led the shows. He like kept the group together at some times in the mm-hmm. movie and yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. I personally I love the actor and um I love the character just because he's such a great dynamic character. And like um, I said, um, yeah, 
So, like Rex said, he kind of brings everybody together and I think brings out the best in the movie. And Jesse Eisenberg is a great actor. So, um, When I thought about Atlas, I thought he was pretty funny. Like, when he was in jail and he was like, first real magic, always be the smartest guy in the world. And then he flipped the handcuffs on the FBI agent who was like interviewing him, interrogating him in the jail cell. And also, I thought that... He was also, like, I liked him because he was also, like, the leader of the group. He, on the stage, when they were doing their acts, he was the guy who was telling them what they were going to do. And he was also kind of weird. But, yeah. All right. So, now let's move on to Merritt. Merritt was my favorite character. I thought he was hilarious because just, like, his mentorless and what he would do. And just his personality was funny. And, like, I think also it's just that actor is funny because he was Hamish in The Hunger Games. And I also love Hamish. So, yeah, he, Merritt was my favorite character. Uh, I think he was the... Like, he wasn't the leader. He was, like, the second-in-command. He helped out the leader a lot. And he was... A great action figure. I really like him. Um, I love him and the actor Woody Harrelson because, um, like Owen said, he actually played a, a great character in um, the Hunger Games trilogy. I thought he kind of, in a way, had a similar role in both of them. He was kind of like a guiding, mentorish figure, I guess. And I thought that's a really interesting role, and I think that really added a lot to the movie, and um, his mentalism was really awesome. Okay, also, cool. um, I thought about Merritt. He was also kind of funny, but he also played a big part in the magic tricks. Oh, and what do you think about Henley? Eh, I kind of like Henley. I thought her first trick with the piranhas was funny. It, she, like, makes it seem like she's dead and the piranhas ate her, but then she's already out of the thing saying, what type of sicko would do a trick like this? And I thought that was funny. It just it didn't seem like she played a major role in any of the magic acts. Like, I didn't... She played, like, small parts, but she never did anything major. Okay, so, Rex, what do you think about Jack? Uh, Jack was good. I really liked the part where he escaped out of the flaming car. All right, um, so now I'll talk about Dylan, who is... Uh, well, this is a big spoiler, but so basically... Spoiler alert. Yeah, so basically, at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Dylan Rhodes, the FBI agent, is actually behind the four horsemen, the magicians, and he's kind of guiding them and giving them these challenges to join the I, which is a group of magicians, like elite magicians. And I think he was definitely a great character, played by Mark Ruffalo, um who was also played Hulk in The Avengers, and he's in a bunch of other movies. And um, I think he did a great job in this movie. Um, you know, that ending was really great, and I thought um, he kind of brought out the best in the magicians, like, you know, chasing them and hunting them down, I thought really set the scene for them to do these great tricks, and I thought he was a super important character. All right. Now, I think I'm going to do Thaddeus. Um, I thought I did not like him at all. He was pretty annoying. He was always trying to, like, he was always trying to be one step ahead of the horseman, and he was always, like, 
talking to Dylan. I know exactly how they did the act. A lot of times he did, but he really just ended up getting framed and then going to jail and then getting wrecked by Dylan. But also, I think he was, like, pretty much just an annoying character overall. I kind of, I really actually liked his character because I thought without him, the plot would just be not as interesting. I thought he was actually really important. Um, well, he was got- important, but I just didn't like him. Did you guys think he deserved getting framed at the end? Like, do you think that oh, was... you made the him... I thought it was funny, him getting wrecked. And, um... Do you well, think he deserved that, though? I mean, not really. He was kind of a jerk to the FBI, but he was just trying to pro- prove them that they weren't magic. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really deserve getting framed for stealing, like, $2 billion. All right, so... Uh, that's pretty much it for Now You See Me. Um, Are you excited for Now You See Me 2? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you watch out for Now You See Me 2 coming into theaters, um, I believe. Next summer? So, I would recommend that movie for anybody age 11 up, probably, maybe 10. But, Owen, what do you think? Um, yeah, I would say a mature 10-year-old or a regular 11-year-old because, like, there's a good amount of swearing. Not there's one inappropriate scene, but it's like not, really that. not that inappropriate. It's only like fifteen seconds. So if worse comes to worse, you just cover your eyes, and yeah. Yeah, I think that I um I definitely recommend this movie for ten ten maybe eleven up, and yeah. Um, I would say probably actually 11, like, not 10. Because also, they might not exactly understand yeah, it, it is that much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 10. And, I mean, I really understand most of it. But there's, just like, like, a couple small things that I didn't exactly yeah. understand. So, so but in appropri- um, appropriate-wise, I think, like, they're swearing. And it's not really that inappropriate at all. There's just one, like, 10-second scene. But, yeah, so 11, not. All right. So, um, that pretty much concludes our review of... Now You See Me, stay tuned for Now You See Me 2 next year. Hi, and welcome back to All Things Considered. I'm Brazel, I'm 14. I'm Agnes, and I'm 9. I'm 4, and I... What's your name? And my name is Soren. And we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift and what we think of her albums, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Fearless, definitely. I really liked it. Nice. Why do you like Fearless? Like what? Um, it, like, kind of has a mix of pop in, like, her songs, pop and country, because some of them are, like, just pop, but some of them are just country, and some of them are a mix. Uh Uh-huh. I just liked her album. Yeah. I really like, um, Speak Now, Uh because I, yeah, I think it's also a really good mix. It's a little Uh bit more poppy than her, like, older yeah. stuff, but I, um, it still has the, like, signature yeah. country. It kind of has a garage car in it. <laughs> <laughs> Soren, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Um, Cars. Do you like 1989? No, 1987. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, Aggie, what do you think of her most recent album, 1989? I kind of, um, 
Well, it's just a big change from her old albums. Like, it's technically now all pop, and she, like, cut her hair and everything. She's totally different. It's a different genre, and it's different music and different... I don't know. It's just way different than all of her other albums. Yeah, I agree. I like it, but I think it's, like, not as unique as her other albums, Mm -hmm. just because it's really, like, classic pop. Yeah. Um, but I like her new, like, style, and I, we, um, me and Aggie went to the concert together, and I really mm-hmm. liked it. It was really fun. Yeah. It was my third Taylor Swift concert, and it was her first, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I like her new style, and I think that she's, like, I don't know, she's a lot bigger now. Like, a lot more people know yeah. about her, and she's a lot more popular, I think, because her music is more mainstream now. Yeah, like, I heard... I, w- I heard that her wildest dream song is now playing in China. It's like yeah everywhere. What? She's big everywhere. Yeah. So. Do you have a least favorite Taylor Swift song? Mm, I like almost all of her songs, but some of them are really too much about love mm-hmm. and too much about how what she thinks. But I like all of her songs, like a lot. <laughs> Soren, what do you think of Taylor Swift? Do you like her songs? Um, I like I like her cars. Yeah, I like all of her music. Um, my least favorite album is probably uh probably Red because yeah. I felt like like it was still really good music, but it was just like super poppy and it wasn't as unique. Yeah, I feel like nineteen eighty nine is a little bit more like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. All right. So, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our endorsement segment of the second episode of All Things Kid Sittered. So, um, first off, I'm Oscar. I'll be reviewing a very popular fantasy trilogy called Aragon, written by Christopher Paolini. You might have heard of it. Um, I've just been rereading the series, and I now that I'm older, I really appreciate how good it is. So basically, it's about this boy named Aragon who is a dragon rider, which basically means that a dragon egg hatched for him. It's all about his adventures in the land of Allegasia, and um, yeah, it's a pretty great book. Alright, so I'm Razel, and I'm actually going to be talking about a song. It's called Hide and Seek. It's by Imogene Heap, and it's a really interesting song. It's kind of long. It's like five minutes, but It's a really cool song. It's got really cool vocals and, like, a bunch of different parts. I'm actually singing it in chorus, and it's really fun to sing, and it also is great, like, background music. So, yeah, right? Um, well, I am going to suggest the book Ungifted by Gordon Corman. It is a nonfiction book about a boy who... It gets this letter saying that he's gifted with smart, like, for smartness. And then, of course, it turns out that he's not gifted. And then he, they go into this whole affair at the school of whether he's gifted or not. Alright, I'm Sam, and I'll be suggesting a book called Lawless by Matt Bonadurant. Um, And it's a great book. It's about this girl, M. Freeman. That's just how she calls herself. And... So she goes to the school 
called Lawless, where they teach you how to be a criminal, and she ends up, like, it's weird, and she ends up thinking, what is this, fool? And also, she finds out her dad, who's, who's dead, she, he was a master crook, he was an art thief, and so is his mom. It's a really good book, and I think they made a second book. All right, I will be reviewing an anime. It's called Noragami. It is really good. It is about a minor god named Yato, who claims he's a god and is a god, but, like, no one worships him. He has to sleep on benches. Um, and then he gets what's called a regular, which is a soul that has died, but it was not a bad soul, that he claims is their we his weapon. And so it's really, really good. And it's an anime, so just think what would be inappropriate. It's anime. Like, if you don't know, it's kind of... few scenes are just racy. So, yeah. It's a little scary, but only a few episodes. Yeah, I'm Agnes, and I'm going to talk about a book called um, Little Woman, which you may have heard of, by Louisa May Alcott. And it's really, it's kind of a huge book. Um, so maybe like eight or nine. Um, and it's about um, a long time ago, like in the 19, late, early 1900s. Um, and it tells you about their life. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I think that concludes our second episode of All Things Kids. Stay tuned for next episode.